Nikita Koloff here, the devil's worst nightmare with the Man Up Podcast, where we talk to real men who have real stories, who realize it is time to man up. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Life is so unnerving for a servant who's not serving. I step over this line. Okay, I'm a stepping. I dare you to step over this one. This one. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible style. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Show jokes, show it, I won't say it, no, no, give up. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Yes, I bet you're wondering after all that, <laughs> today's show, you can hear that sports music because it's Don't Do the Heisman. That's the name of today's show. Yes, I'm tickled myself as always with Don't Do the Heisman. So maybe you can picture the Heisman for a second. We're talking about the little trophy. The little guy's got his arm stuck out there and he's got his little ball and he wants to take his ball across his goal line and he's got his hand out there. He's going to push you away. So, the classic stiff arm. The classic stiff arm. Yeah, that's what we're doing today. And we don't, we're going to get into what that actually is, but I got to tell a story to kind of show you why this was running around in my mind. So, in the, a friend of mine went to buy a Volvo. And this, this friend of mine has plenty of money. He could buy 10 Volvos and pay cash for all. He could pay, wait, he could probably pay. I don't even want to know how many Volvos he could buy, but a lot. And so he goes in to buy this Volvo, and the Volvo, the sticker price on this Volvo was $48,000. And so when they sit down to buy it, he was buying the car for his wife, and he's like, well, I'll give you $40,000 cash. And, you know, they come back, talk to the boss, whatever they're going to do, and they just say no. They don't make a counter offer. They don't do it. They just say no, and he goes, are you kidding? You're not going to do anything less than that? They go, no. And so he, to make matters worse, he goes home and he looks on the internet and the same place is selling the same car for 46000 on the internet. <laughs> and of course, you know, being the Christian car guy, people tell me about these things. Well, as he's telling me this as being someone that has trained car salesmen for years and years and years and years and years, there was a basic standard thing that you, like one of the first lessons like car salesman 101 would be that i would give him this guiding principle bob 
And the principal went like this. Never, ever, never tell somebody what you won't do. You always tell them what you will do. And by telling them what you won't do, I mean, by telling them what you will do, you'd be telling them what they won't, what, what you won't do. And, and so the point being, obviously, the guy says, I'm going to give you $40,000 for the Volvo. Okay. So if all you'll do is $47,999, at least come back somewhere and say something. Because negotiation Bible style, as, we were, as you were listening to the beginning, it comes from a stand of, I want to serve you. Okay. And, and so if you heard at the very beginning, it says, the little man from Be Our Guest says, life is so unnerving for a servant who isn't serving, right? And then you might remember Bugs Bunny offers Yosemite Sam, you know, take one step. Well, it, that's what negotiation is. It's a serving one another. It's like take a step, take a step, right? Negotiation Bible style like Abraham was saying to God, well, how about if there are two people, <laughs> the five, 25, whatever. You might remember the story when he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. But underneath all of this is this concept of servanthood. And so if you look deeply from my perspective, Jesus not only taught this idea of never tell him what you won't do, tell him what you will do, and by tell him, and, and, and he taught it clearly. If you look at any time somebody asked Jesus for something, he gave them something. They may not have got what they asked for, but he would tell them what he would do. And so I think the one that <clears throat> he illustrates so beautifully, so beautifully, is when John and James, right, the boys of thunder, they, they come up and they ask him if they can get good seats. <laughs> is it okay if we sit with you at your at your table, and he said to them, "You know, what you you don't know what you're asking." He says, "Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or to be baptized with the baptism of which I've been baptized?" And they said, "Oh yeah, we're we're ready." <laughs> and he says, "The cup that I drink, you will drink." which, you know, he knew, obviously, a lot. Well, you, can you imagine what Jesus thought? I, I, you know, he knew that James would be beheaded. He, he knew that John would be boiled in oil. If it didn't kill John. But, I mean, he knew that they would be baptized. I mean, that's, <laughs> but, but they did it. They did it. Not with the Heisman. They didn't have their ball trying to get the best seat at the table. They did it in order to serve Christ. I mean, I mean, think about it. And then, you know, all the, all the guys got upset. If you go on in the story, and they were all like, Jesus, what's up with these two? <laughs> trying to hog the good seat. And that's when Jesus gives them the secret, right? He says, you know that those who are supposed to rule over the Gentiles lord it over them. They're great men who exercise great authority. But it, it isn't that way in the kingdom. Whoever wants to be great has to be the servant, has to be the slave. Right? It's kind of hard for me to grasp completely, but as it marinates in, I kind of feel it coming on. All right, so let's go back to the Heisman for a minute. We got this guy. 
And I get it in the football game. I get it. He's got his ball. He's got his stiff arm. It's my ball. I'm taking across my goal line. Well, let's take the commission salesman, right? He's sitting there trying to sell a Volvo. And I get it. If he makes a big profit, he gets a big paycheck. But if I'm looking across the table and I see this man really wants to buy this car for his wife, then it's my job to try to help him, like to say, you know, Gaither, which is my friend's name. I'm sure he wouldn't mind me using it. Gaither, you know, in order to buy this car in the current market, because what's going on in the car business, if you're not aware of it, is the car business has gone nuts. They're selling more cars than they ever had. Most dealerships are making more profit than they've ever made because it's completely, completely a seller's market. Because of COVID, inventory's dropped, but then sales skyrocketed because people are trying to comfort themselves. Well, I'll go, I'll feel better, you know, if I go buy a new car for my wife. You know, I'm going to feel better if I buy a new RV sales. They're going crazy. All these people are going out there trying to feel better by spending money. Rather than getting closer to God, I'm just saying. But anyway, you know, that's the deal. And because of that, inventories, there are no there are no big RVs out there to buy right now. So I got a friend who sells RVs. He's just killing it because they can just look out there. There's only two left. Which one do you want? And you're going to pay everything for it, right? Yet, you're in a position of still being a servant. But unfortunately, we're spoiling our salespeople because they don't realize that in spite of what's going on, they still can serve the customer by at least saying, hey, there, look, I know you're used to getting a big discount on an expensive car like this, but right now, here's what's going on in the market. They're, they're, we're selling Volvos like there's never sold Volvos. And so maybe I can get you the internet price, or maybe let's see what else we can do. You know, let me try to help you. Let me try to serve you. And, and so... It's just a lesson plan God had me on all week, and I've been marinating on it all week, Mom. So the idea is don't do the Heisman. Well, I was sick. I've been sick, <laughs> you know, through this stuff with my finger and my diverticulitis and all that. So I, one morning I was just, I just was not up for much. I call up, crawl up in God's lap in my normal time, and I just don't feel good. And, and, and so rather than try to go deep with him, because <laughs> I didn't have it in me, I was just like, Robbie Dillmore reporting for duty, sir. Like, I'm here, how can I serve you, God? That was, you know, it was just, and, and as it rolled out of my mouth, I thought, huh, why don't I always say that? Because, I mean, it's really about you. It's not about me. It's not about my ball. It, it's about my goal line. It, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, brother. It's coming a lot clearer for me now. <laughs> so... Maybe you've got a story on the Heisman. We're talking about Don't Do the Heisman today on the Christian Car Guy. You could call us with yours, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Life is so unnerving for a servant who's not serving. I dare you to step over this line. Okay, I'm a stepping. I dare to step over this one. This one. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Bible, 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 Bible. Negotiations Bible style. Don't. Don't. 
do the Heisman today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Yeah, we lost our headphones. Sometimes that happens during the break, and so we're coming back so we can hear ourselves. Uh, don't do the Heisman with the idea that you can picture, which, by the way, I have all this written out at ChristianCarGuy.com, and you can you can see the little trophy there with the guy holding out his arm. He's got his little ball under the, and he's headed for his goal line. And I love it when, obviously, college football is happening like that. Don't get me wrong. But when it's life, okay, and, and we're climbing, climbing up in God's lap, as I was just describing right before the break, Bob. I'm climbing up in God's lap, and, of course, I have my ball. <laughs> and I have my goal line. And I, was, and I, and I just dropped it because I didn't have anything in me, but I just didn't feel good. And, and, I, was, and I said, Robbie Dillmore reporting for duty, sir. And God says to me, interesting you say that. <laughs> he said, spend a little time on that word duty, and I think you'll find something amazing. And so I went and looked, and, you know, in Second Chronicles, David, or actually Solomon was describing what King David had said was supposed to happen in the temple, and he was telling him their duty, right? And so as I looked at that word duty in Hebrew— I got shocked out of my gourd, like, oh my goodness, that word is the word, word. What? Well, the ramifications of the word being word is are phenomenal when you begin to think about it, because you might remember in John chapter 1, right, in the beginning was the word, right, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and so Jesus is the word, let's just you know, yes, that's a Sunday school answer, but it goes much bigger than that. That 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 word is in the Bible, I think, like, I have it quoted in my article. I think it's like 1,400 times, because every time it says that the word of the Lord came to somebody, they're using that word in Hebrew, which is debar. And that word starts out with a dalid, which is the letter, which kind of means to serve. And and then the next letter is a bet, which means the kingdom, Okay. That's the difference between my goal line and God's goal line. <laughs> okay, the king. So it's like serving the kingdom. And, and, and the last letter is a rage, which has to do with the God's head. So the word word actually becomes duty. And, and I don't know if I've met a few people in my life that were like this, and you might have been like this, Bob. I never cared how much I made to do a job, really. It was like... If I wanted to do the job, I was more interested in the job than whether or not the job paid whatever it paid. I mean, this seems to be something to go do. Let's go do that. And I always let the money fall where the money falls. And it always seemed like I always got taken care of. So I didn't look at a deal like going, well, this is going to be a big commission or this is going to be a small commission. I just looked at it. Well, there's a customer. They need some help. Let me go see if I can help them. And if I can help them, it'll all work out. And it always did. It always did. If they leave smiling, they'll come back. Right. Send more people to send more commission. However it all works, but if, I didn't even think through that. It was just like, this has seemed to be what this is. And so when I was teaching salespeople the simple thing, like, don't tell somebody what you won't do. Tell them what you will do. Because a heart that wants to serve would never tell somebody, I'm not going to do that. A heart that serves is going to say, yeah, how can we figure out how to get this to work? Because it's going to take some negotiation, and all life takes negotiation. I love to hear people say, I hate the dicker. 
what are you talking about? Every time you went to bed as a kid, you were like, can I stay up till 8.30? Can I stay up to 8.35? <laughs> I'd never thought of it like that, but yeah, negotiations were on. That's for sure. They always are. In all of life, it's, it's just, you, you begin to negotiate like, honey, what are we having for dinner? Okay. <laughs> well, we had customer at the junkyard one day, and uh, he was, uh, I heard a commotion over on the other side, and so I went to see what was going on. I says, what seems to be the problem? He says, well, they're asking such and such for this transmission. I says, well, what do you want to pay? And the gentleman told me what he wanted to pay. I said, sell it to him. And he left with a big smile on his face, and he probably told somebody else uh, to go see the crazy man that was giving parts away. But he was happy when he left. And uh, and you made a customer. I made a customer, and he possibly sent somebody instead of telling 50 people not to come see us, you know. Right, which in these times when everybody, you know, it's a seller's market, all these people will remember you. You know, there's a few grocery stores I have on my list <laughs> that I'm going to remember when the time comes. You know, when it's no longer the seller's market, but actually we can, you know, kind of choose where we go find our toilet paper. (laughs) 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 However that works. But anyway, along the same, it's just the lesson plan God had me on. So my little brother found a tape. So think about this word to bar. And, And while we're just thinking about the word word. And so a word is, is sort of our duty, right? And my brother found this tape, and this tape was my mother and my grandmother some 30-some-odd years ago. He went, my mother went and interviewed my grandmother about her life dating my grandfather while she was in the nursing home. But when you listen to the tape, which is not all that good quality of tape, but my mom and my grandmother, are, are, they're both from upstate New York, and they're arguing with each other. And it was like, Marge, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> And you could just hear him. And that was my mother. And it was her voice. And it was her words. But it was her words coming from her mouth. And how how precious it was to hear my grandmother again. And not only hear her, but hear her in real, like, it wasn't, hi, honey, I love you. I mean, this is my grandmother going at my mother. I mean, it was just, it was classic stuff, family stuff. And I would never have thought that what was important to me about that tape would be that. But when you think about how precious your voice is, we're going to talk about that when we come back. We would love to hear your views on all this, or you got a question, a car question, or maybe you're trying to buy a car. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. So much more Christian Car Guy Show coming up. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.
don't do the Heisman today on the Christian Car Guy show. <clears throat> Bob, it's the little guy. I have a tendency to want to do it. We all do. But if you listen to, you know, the candlestick, he's telling you, you know, we're going to sing you off to sleep while you digest. I mean, this guy is a servant. <laughs> I mean, what a wonderful thing to be slept off. I mean, you know, and when you think about it, Jesus does that for you. He sends you off to sleep while you digest. I mean, I, I've thought about that all week. See, I've got a chance to digest on this stuff. But as I think about your husband trophy and, and pushing pushing off, you know, <clears throat> stiff arming, pushing, rejecting, um, and uh, the fact that the word is the word, right? <clears throat> you know, when you so many times the message has come to me exactly what I needed to do and I tend to stiff you know, I have tended to stiff arm <laughs> in the past and and sometimes I still do and, and push that idea away. Last Saturday morning I was sitting there at the house. I may have told this last week, I'm not sure, but I was sitting there at the house and I was texting with Jerry about rearranging our schedule for this month. And then just all of a sudden, the word hit me in the head and, uh, you know, call Robbie, contact Robbie and see if he has a guest this morning. And so many times, you know, I could have easily put the stiff arm out there and pushed that word away, but I just decided to contact you. And uh, apparently God knew what he was doing because you didn't have a guest last week or wasn't going to have a guest last week. And you sent me the message to come on. And uh, it just felt so good to listen, to receive and respond to a message from God. And, um, you know, so many times I haven't done that. And how much better do I feel when I do receive and respond to something he wanted me to do? Yeah, because if you love me, you'll obey my commandments, right? I mean, and that, that is how that works. But to further along my idea of voice for a minute. So I talked about my mother and my grandmother's voice. I want you to think about maybe somebody in your life that's been gone a while, a long while. Well, how precious would it be to not only hear their voice, but hear what you could do for them? Wouldn't you love to serve them? Wouldn't, wouldn't you love to serve your old, my Uncle Dewey? He was such a character. His, his name was Dewey Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> my grandfather's name was harry bacon, so Dewey bacon. <laughs> i like dewey bacon better than harry bacon that's for sure but anyway how awesome would that be or just think how wonderful it is to hear your children's voice and and i don't know i, I it really has convicted me this week that that's how jesus feels about your voice like when you're praying he wants to he wants to hear bob as soon as you mentioned the voice while ago and your mother's voice and your grandmother's voice, it it just rang my heart because I have a bear sitting on my dresser and I can mash the bear's hand and it plays Rob and Rob's appearance here in this studio, probably in this mic it right was. here. And uh, from when he did the show for him, uh, covering me on the show when I was sick that one day. And uh, two weeks before he passed, so uh, I haven't mashed that bear's hand in a in a little while. But I think when I get home, I, you know, 
that was just such a great moment for me to listen to listen to him doing the show and um it was a proud moment for him uh both of us got a lot of joy out of him doing the show that day i love that soundbite which by the way it's on the podcast if you want to hear Rob's voice, which I highly recommend you go listen. If you've heard about Bob talk about his son for years and years, if you go to the podcast page at ChristianCarGuy.com and you can do a search for Rob Young's Precious Moment with Rob Young. It's just the 45, 50 seconds of Rob Young, what he said that day that Bob has on his bear. (laughs) And it's actually the most downloaded thing of all time at ChristianCarGuy.com and probably always will be. Um as, as people love to hear what he had to say that day. But the point, you know, as I'm, as I'm, as we're coming back around is you, you get to hear God's voice. You know, a lot of people say God's voice sounds a lot like my wife. But think how cool, I mean, it's going to be like beyond cool. Moses got to see God face to face, but he doesn't mention the voice. But when we get to see God, we're we're actually going to hear the word, hear the word. I mean, like with when unveiled ears, whatever that means. <laughs> so all these voices that we haven't heard for, for whatever period of time, they're they're of tremendous value because those words have tremendous impact. And that is how we serve. We to some extent, Bob. When I go to serve my wife, my kids, whoever I'm going to serve this radio station, I'm certainly doing it this way. This <laughs> minute is with my voice, and 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 you know, if I was completely honest, it it, it kind of bothers me sometimes that every time somebody sees me, they go, "Robbie, I love your laugh." <laughs> well, I'm glad you love my laugh, but you know, do I do anything else that's worthwhile? But 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 the point of it is, is part of my voice is my laugh. And part of your child's voice is your laugh, and part of of whoever you love's voice is their laugh. Can you imagine what it's going to be like to hear Jesus laugh? I mean, seriously. I mean, I know we've all heard him laugh. I mean, I've heard him laugh. <laughs> Believe me, I've heard him laugh. Yeah, he's laughed at me a few times, but uh, there's but always to, some clarity right behind it. look at Jesus and say, you know, I love your laugh. You know, it's it's going to be awesome. It's 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 going to be amazing. And, and so I get to see this all the time in in my world, Bob. That people don't like to hear their own voice. You know, they'll come in and they'll record a commercial and they go, "Oh, I sound horrible." <laughs> you think you sound so much different than you actually do. Yeah, um. and 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 it, it's it's amazing thing. You just you know, because Satan's been beating you down on your voice your whole life. You don't know it, but he's saying, shut up, motor mouth. You got nothing of value. He says that to every single person constantly. He does not want you to speak because that is where your power is. When you begin to speak, Satan has to get gone. You have tremendous authority if you're in Christ, and 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 he does not want that voice of yours to be raised because that is how you report for duty. If you're in Christ, and I mean that sincerely, like you have to be in Christ, but when you're in Christ, your voice carries phenomenal power and 
That is why he has been telling you your whole life, shut up. You got nothing good to say. He doesn't want us to share. No. Hmm. I've never really thought of it like that. For so many years, when I first started doing commercials for the company and everything, it, um, I thought I sounded so much different. Well, nobody will recognize me when I open my mouth out, you know, just on a regular basis, but you know, it sounds exactly the same. And, uh, I was sitting in a restaurant one night, just sitting there talking at the table and this lady walked up and she said, I couldn't see your face, but I could hear your voice. And I knew that was you. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> you do have a very unique voice, Bob. There's no doubt. There's only one Bob. But, uh, she, uh, she came up and chatted with us for a while and everything, and, and we struck up a, an ongoing relationship, a business relationship, and uh, uh, it worked out very well for both of us for a long time, but she had just heard my voice, and uh, I had to come to the realization that people were going to recognize me sometimes when they couldn't see my face if they could hear my voice because we advertised so much at that period of time. I was sitting in a, uh, a watching a Disney you know, kind of play or something that was in the Greensboro Coliseum. And I was sitting next to a bunch of people I didn't know, of course, talking to my wife. And about, you know, 20 minutes into the play, this guy kind of elbows me and he goes, you're the Christian car guy, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I never thought, I kind of thought you would look more nerdy in person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. That's because you, when you hear people on the radio all the time, you you can't see, you know, you don't picture what they look like. A friend of mine told me I had a face for radio. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> all right, we need your story. Come on, we've we've raised up something in your spirit, so call us with yours eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. We would love to hear your voice. Yes, we would eight six six three four truth. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. I'll surrender to the power of being crushed by love. Till the beauty that was hidden isn't covered up. Oh, it's not what I hoped for. It's something. In order to be made into a diamond, don't do the Heisman. <laughs> That's today's Christian Car Guy show. As you picture that little character on the top of the Heisman, are you stiff-arming God? You've got your little ball there, and you're going to carry it across your little goal line. Well, he's got something much, much better for you. He wants to make a diamond out of you. And, and speaking of diamonds, Amy Cabo's show The Cure is coming on. The Truth Network at 1 o'clock. It's also, of course, the podcast, all sorts of places. It's called The Curates with Amy Cabo. It's live, and today's show, they're going to be talking about home churches. Again, something that the pandemic, pan, what, pan, whatever, pandemic, has made go crazy. Is a lot of folks meeting in churches, which, how cool is that? And so, 
That show's going to be on one live on the Truth Radio Network. You don't want to miss that. So we only got one segment left. And I got to thank you, but you're thinking something, and we want to hear your voice. I'd love to hear all the voices of people that call in. 866-348-7884. Whatever you're thinking. But here's the deal. We have, within the Christian Car Guy show, the Jesus Labor Love, which is car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. So like Davie County Family Crisis Center, they'll call me quite often and say they've got somebody, a whole family, that's homeless or whatever the situation. And, and, and what's cool is I get to hear the voice of the person in need. And, and I get to hear the person, and they're pretty much doing the Heisman quite often when they first start talking to me. <laughs> I'm telling you. They're not. They never know what kind of heart you have when you first call, right? Because but you you're so open and pure, (laughs) and it comes out. It comes through so clearly and so quickly. And and so they're they yeah. It's hard to ask for help. It is. It's really a a humbling experience when you're you're in bad need, and these people are swallowing their pride, and 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 they just don't know whether they're going to be taken advantage of because unfortunately and just think about how horrible it is so many people are out there to take advantage of the disadvantaged i mean oh my goodness but then very early in the call or at some point in the call i just ask if i could pray with them and and then the difference between when you bring god into the equation right and all of a sudden the stiff arm drops and the ball's now in God's court. <laughs> well, we know that quarterback can score. And, and, you know, there's just so many lessons in that that I, I, I think about, you know, God, how many times am I refusing to use my voice to say, God, I need help, you know? And I've got that stiff arm there, and I've got the little ball, and, I, and I'm and – I'm, and I'm trying to do the Heisman. But the fascinating thing is all of Mark chapter 10, Bob, if you, if you just read it and, and think about what I started out the show with, what we taught every young car salesman, don't tell somebody what you won't do. Tell them what you will do. And by telling them what you will do, you'll be telling them what you won't do. Right? That whole concept. So look at all the questions that Jesus gets asked in Mark chapter 10. And in each case, he completely illustrates his concept. He doesn't tell anybody what he won't do. You know, this same passage is when they came and said, your mothers and brothers are at the door. They want you, you know. <laughs> and he doesn't say, I'm not going to the door. <clears throat> he says, who are my mothers and brothers, right? He, he starts telling always. He's using his words to share the truth, to serve these people with his words. And these people got to hear Jesus' voice. I mean, and we will too. And, and, and I hope our sheep hear his voice, you know, the way that it's, it's, it's described throughout the book of John. But we do have Ann, who's got something for us. And so we want to get Ann Halt. Speak about a voice. You know, there you go. So welcome, Ann. You're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Hi, Robbie and Bob. Boy, am I having fun listening to you guys, and I debated whether to even call. I don't want to be hogging your time because it's so so encouraging, this show. But I just want to tell you real quick, many decades ago, um, 
Uh, I was helping my parents. They were uh, going to Albuquerque, New Mexico from Washington, D.C. My older brother and my dad were coming out a week after I was uh, there a week with my mom. And I thought, oh, I must go back to Hollywood to further my career, you know, with my little Heisman. And, um, <laughs> and, and I was, uh, was going to leave before my dad and my, my brother came. And it was the most amazing thing because that morning I woke up to a voice, literally a voice. I don't know if I've – and I don't know if it was God, but it was a voice. And it said, you're going to stay. And, uh, and then years later, my brother told me, the, the time that he and my dad were with us there in New Mexico, Rich and I did a lot of walking and talking about the Lord, and that's when he came to the Lord. And uh, if I hadn't listened to that voice, that still small voice, and it was it was um, it was eerie, I you know it was undeniable. So I'm so glad I stayed. That's my story. And that's an awesome story. Isn't that? I mean, isn't that? It's so cool. And I, I know your yeah. dad was such a neat guy. Wouldn't his voice be really cool to have on the show right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting really nostalgic listening to you two talk about your son, Bob, and, and you know, uh, just and your mom. I know how much that meant to you. I feel like I'm sort of mom. You know, oh, yeah. secondary mom here. Which, which <laughs> is part of that Mark chapter 10, right? Because Jesus yeah. is, says you're going to have a hundred mothers. He, he was yeah. telling, because they said, well, we've given up all this stuff. What are we going to get? He doesn't tell them what they're not going to get. He tells them what they're going to get. And what they're going to get is a hundred mothers. But look in that passage, Mark chapter 10. One of my favorite things, note, note this. He tells them they're going to get a hundred mothers and a hundred brothers. But see how many fathers they're going to get. He doesn't tell them what, he's not, what they're not going to get. They, get. they got a father. When yeah. you when you mention multiple multiple mothers, my mother passed the uh, day after Christmas in '93, and there was ladies at the church that just adopted me and just tucked me under their wing, and I had three or four super duper solid Christian women in my life that would just just mother me, and and when I'd have one of my little spells, and I wouldn't show up at church for a little while. <laughs> And I went back. It wasn't, where have you been? Where have you been? It was, it was always, it's great to see you. Great to have you back. And uh, they just loved on me and loved on me. And there's one of the ladies still still alive, Miss Peggy Idle. She's still with us. And uh, But uh, Miss Mary Hill, Barbara Gilbert, Barbara Gilbert and uh, Amy Andrews, all of them and many more uh, to some extent just loved on me and it's it's a fun it's a fun exercise and i've done it take a piece of paper and start counting out your hundred count out your hundred brothers count out your hundred mothers you got them i promise you do it'll be a fun exercise it's all there in mark chapter 10 what a joyous chapter if you want to see don't tell somebody what you won't do tell them what you will do and by telling them what you will do you won't be telling them what they want what you want to so and remember slow down jesus walked everywhere he went bob got it all done in 33 years told him all what he would do <laughs> absolutely thanks, thanks for having thank you and for calling in thank you bob oh, we'll look forward bye. to talk to you soon bye-bye
You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.